Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Chiefs joining us brought to you by comfort systems, heating and cooling family owned and operated my comfort systems.com. That song sounded vaguely familiar you know, to it's me. It's the yeah, KU had a, alma had a mater. Different, had a different ending. It's got the Missouri <laughs> alma mater and, and the Cornell alma mater. huh? Guys, listen, this is a mystery. I have to get solved before I get on the plane to go to Phoenix. We have listeners that actually listen to this segment. How about that? Wow, that's amazing. It's a novel concept. Yeah, thanks for that, Mitch. There is one guy from, he's from Cornell. He sits in a duck blind and listens to this segment. But he went to Cornell, which is the only land grant school in the Ivy League. That's a whole other matter. Hmm. But this is Cornell's song, Far Above Cayuga's Waters. It's KU's alma mater. This is, listen to Missouri's alma mater. Hit it. So there you go. Now, my kids, they were at Southwestern College in Winfield, Kansas. This is their alma mater. Hit it. We got it covered. Why is this every school's alma mater? K-State doesn't use it. But in, in, in honor of our great listeners and our Cornell listeners, even listening in duck blinds, the alma mater that is everybody's alma mater including KU and Mizzou's. It's a great mystery, man. Yeah, we got to figure that out because I'm with you. When when I first went to KU, I heard that song. I go, okay, that's KU's alma mater. Then you start hearing it at every other university. I'm like, do these places not have any originality whatsoever? <laughs> or it's brilliant by the songwriters. I'll change a couple, a couple lyrics, lyrics and sell it to another school. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but these schools are like, okay, we'll take that one. I need the behind the music of this whole thing. <laughs> so where my kids went to Southwestern, their words are almost the same. It's like, is this plagiarism? Like, we'd get kicked out of school. Right. For this. Like, <laughs> at least change the words. I think Mizzou changed the words, so give them some credit. But, okay, that's just a mystery I had to get solved mm. before I get on the plane. So thank you, guys. Well, I don't, I don't know if we'll ever get the end of that mystery and solve because everybody's probably dead who decided that back in the 1800s. Uh, how important is this bye week <laughs> for Andy, Mitch? Bob, I don't think the Chiefs can lose it this week. Well, I don't think they can win it this week, but they could lose it this week. This bye week is way bigger than people realize. You know, when we were never in this game, I'm at 21 seasons with the Voice of the Chiefs and didn't even win a playoff game. You thought, why is it two weeks? Why is it the Pro Bowl? They're just trying to build up drama. No. After being in this game three of the last four years, I see what this bye week means <clears throat> from a 
standpoint of just kind of ponderous uh, logistics. But also, this is where Andy Reid is, I think, a big asset in against a good, really good Eagles team in maximizing these days that we're experiencing right now. The other part, that's the not so obvious, because he'll put the game plan in, he'll tweak some things, he'll have some Eagles ready things in just Andy Reid fashion. And then they'll, you know, they'll polish it and put the frosting on it in Phoenix. And it's also the other part is getting these guys back. And this is where you unleash Rick Burkholter and Julie Freimeyer and Tiffany Morton and the rest, right? David Glover, Evan Kraft. I mean, they're working all the – it's not a bye week for them. I mean, they're working around the clock to get this team healthy as possible to play the Eagles and win a uh, Lombardi trophy. I'm thinking about when we were discussing whether or not the season should be moved back a week. Oh, there's there's the gap between the, uh, the conference championships and the Super Bowl. I'm glad none of that came to fruition now because the Chiefs, from a health standpoint alone, need it. Kling, if we played this week, we would have a 30% chance uh, less of winning. That's just me, um, just where this team is at. Now, I think it's going to be – I mean, he talked – coach just mentioned, you know, that McColl's going to be a stretch for him to be ready to go. But everywhere else, I'm hearing green light. If, no, if nothing else, it's an amber light. And keep in mind, two years ago in this game, it was COVID and it was weird and, of course, some, some really difficult circumstances. But we lost Jeff Fisher – not Jeff Fisher, Eric Fisher – to uh, torn Achilles in the Buffalo game. Like, we had some dudes down that we're not going to play in this game, including most of the offensive line. That's not the case this year. We have guys that we can get healthy to play. But this time we're living right now at 735 on this Friday morning is as vital as next Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday in Phoenix. You mentioned Andy Reid also putting in the game plan this week and, and, and doing those things ahead of what could be, you know, the distraction half of the, of the prep. Is that something that he – picked up from maybe the first Super Bowl or from other coaches? Where do you think that that kind of originated from? I don't think you can experience it until you experience it. And, and the fact that he went to the Super Bowl and lost that game uh, with McNabb against New England back in the 03 season, I think was invaluable to him. Of all the experiences coaches had, when we went to Super Bowl 54, it's like none of us knew, what do we do? How do we do it? What's this day mean? When, and he had everything mapped out like he does with everything else. But it wasn't guessing. It wasn't he knew. And so I think it started with that first experience, and then it kind of peeled off from there. And even though he didn't play in the game till what it would have been, what, years, years later. But his experience in this game and the uh, quest to eliminate distractions, as you guys know, this next several days is nothing but distractions. I mean, they, the, the NFL builds in distractions to make it a distraction during Super Bowl week. But I think the biggest advantage the Chiefs have in this game is Andy Reid's experience in this game and his work to eliminate distractions for Nick Sirianni. This is his first time at the table. Talk with Mitch Holtz, voice of the Chiefs here on 610 Sports Radio. And this 10-year run by Andy Reid has been nothing short of historic. His run in Philadelphia was unbelievable. I mean, like, like this guy has dominated – in both places that he's been. I don't know that we've ever seen a coach like this, probably haven't seen a coach like this, who's done what he's done with two separate franchises and just basically stayed on top. Bob, we've not. The league has never seen it. And what's interesting is Doug Peterson, I think, and even Sean Payton now is in a race to do something that's never been done. 
you realize no coach has ever won a Super Bowl with a franchise and then won another Super Bowl with another franchise. It has never been done. The guy you hire is the guy that almost won a Super Bowl. Think of Andy Reid here. But what Andy Reid has done with Philadelphia and Kansas City is an unprecedented number of wins, uh, obviously playoff wins. And now these two uh, planets collide with his 24 years. I mean, the cool thing about this week is Andy Reid's finally going to get his due from outside sources who don't somehow haven't realized this, uh, but it's been right in front of them. That being said, the foundation, the, the cement and red iron of this 10-year run for the Kansas City Chiefs, unprecedented not only for the Chiefs, guys, but in Kansas City sports history. We've never seen anything like this in our city, in our region. President Mark Donovan was with the Eagles. General Manager Brett Veach was with the Eagles. Andy Reid, of course, had coached the Eagles. You can go on and on down the line. Uh, on this current staff of the Chiefs, Corey Matai, uh, Tom Melvin, Matt Nagy, Mike Frazier, uh, G. Lou, Greg Lewis, mentioned Rick Burkholder, Barry Rubin, soon to retire. Uh, these are all guys that were on the 2012 Philadelphia Eagles staff who came to Kansas City. So these two worlds collide, but these two worlds, at least for the Chiefs, have been meshed the last 10 years in more of a sublime way. And now we see what the direct results are. Mitch, also Spags being with the Eagles as well. That's another guy that's that's kind of in that yeah, mix. Exactly. Is you Sorry. know you know getting yep. getting after it against their 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 old teammates. I think this week we may need some trash talking by the Eagles because I believe, and everything that I've heard from some folks, like the the Bengals trash talking was the thing that got this Chiefs team over the hump last week. I I think it was profound, and why they did it, I don't know. You and I. We all, the three of us, talked about it last Friday. We've heard nothing from the Philadelphia mayor, right? Nothing yet. And no, that's a nothing yet. Uh, I'm sure some propagandists will try to Photoshop something, but I have no idea what since why Cincinnati did that. I mean, Eli Apple making fun of Demar Hamlin. I mean, what what are you guys doing? And then you saw nobody said a word from our camp, not inside the castle of the Chiefs Kingdom, right? Nobody said anything. But after that game, it came oozing out. And you knew that it was a key motivating factor. It became a remember the Alamo for Sam Houston uh, in Texas history. That's what it became for the Chiefs. And when when you hear Chris Jones, who had, he's been so phenomenal, but he goes, never, 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 never disrespect Arrowhead. And what Kel said, which was beautifully said, and the only guy on the planet that can say it, mm-hmm. but he could, because he's so revered at the University of Cincinnati, but it needed to be said. But you're dead on. So get, get Kling to work, the master propagandist of getting – I don't know, Rocky Balboa saying something about the Chiefs. Yeah, well, we don't want to do anything with Rocky Balboa. Stay away from that statue. Yeah, hold on. Was it needed to be said intentional or not, Mitch? That's what I want to know. (laughs) The pause says it all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I guess the the conspiracy there would be, like, Jason Kelsey believes that it's a plant that someone from Philly goes and puts the jersey on the Rocky statue. And I think that is the case. There will be a Chiefs jersey on that Rocky statue. Mitch, do you think Josh and I should go guard that statue 24-7 leading up to the Super Bowl so nobody does it? I'll punch somebody in the face if they try to put a Chiefs statue or a Chiefs jersey on that statue. I've already booked your flights. Thank you. Now, we got to get you to Phoenix after you've been in Philly, but yes, I would put up a 
you know what? We'll get our Cornell grad <laughs> there you go. who loves this segment. The, the neighborhood. duck stand. Yeah. yeah, the deepest duck blind in his deer stand to go uh, put a fence around the Rocky Balboa statue with the Chiefs shirt on and say, I'm here to bring peace to the world. That's right. That's, we need somebody uh, to guard the statue. We need somebody to guard the statue. All right, I'm going to ask you this because you, you, you sent this last night. And you're like, the Chiefs have something in common with the strike year Dolphins from 1987. <laughs> what in the heck are you thinking to, about today? Yeah, but you know, when you think about the 2022 Chiefs now in the 23 playoffs, I know Kling was thinking this. He thought, Yep, this reminds me of the 87 Dolphins. <laughs> okay. Kling can't think about what last 80- week was. Yeah. Yeah. The 87 Dolphins. So let's have some fun with this. Get your minds purring this morning. And I've got to give kudos to Matt McMullen, Chief Senior Team Reporter. You guys know him. He's awesome. Uh, fabulous dude. And he can sing the Missouri alma mater, which is the same alma mater as any school. All right. That being said, the Chiefs are the only team in NFL history in a non-strike year you have 11 different players catch touchdown passes and eight different players rush for touchdowns. Now, if you want to have some fun this morning and give away, I don't know, a Hy-Vee Kingdom bundle, who are those 11 players that caught touchdown passes this year and the eight players that ran for touchdowns because it's never happened in NFL history in a non-strike year. The 87 Dolphins did it. But there were two guys like Sammy Piscatelli and Rob Skabruski and Scab McMichael that got it done. But those guys, that doesn't count. The Chiefs did it in a legitimate uh, non-strike season. How many scabs did the Chiefs have on that 2012 team, Mitch? On the, on the 2012 team? <laughs> yeah. Or the, or the, <laughs> don't get me started on that. <laughs> hey, we can, That looked like a strike year team. <laughs> I might have been on strike in December. I was like, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm, no, I'm with you, buddy. Uh, we can laugh. It was rough then. But, oh, God, yes. But honestly, think, Joe, you guys have some fun with this, even after I'm off. But come up with the – don't look. The 11 touchdown – or the 11 pass players that caught touchdown passes. But even more interesting, the eight different Chiefs that had rushing touchdowns. All right. I'll have to. I'll Kling have to, may uh, get it. I don't, I'll, I'll I don't know. To, Kling was on the sideline watching all this. Yeah, but he doesn't remember it. I don't know. There are a lot of injuries yeah, probably that one probably game. That week. So. What's your early read on the Eagles, my man? Uh, no weaknesses. They remind me a little bit of, of Cincinnati. Cincinnati had no weaknesses on that team. You couldn't go, oh, well, here they, they – no, they, they don't. Cincinnati had no weaknesses. Philadelphia has no weaknesses. You know, we faced a lot of these guys last year. That was the famous Andy Reid 100-100 game uh, last September, I think week four in the 2021 season. And a good bulk of that team is still there. They're better. Jalen Hurts is way better. But three pro bowlers on the offensive line, does that sound familiar? Yep. Uh, Picking up A.J. Brown in that trade was big for them. Uh, Defensively, the 70 sacks, which is one of the all-time years. Uh, But it's not just the sacks. There just is no weakness in this team, you're going to have to knock them out, much like Cincinnati, to beat them. This won't be a technical uh, split decision. You're going to have to knock this team out, and that's easier said than done because they're very physical in on both sides of the ball and very skilled. But also the Chiefs have been undersold all year. They're very physical, they're very tough, and they're very skilled. This ought to be an epic Super Bowl. Are you frothing yet about the referee? 
I've tried to put it out of my mind, okay. Kling, but okay. now that you brought it up, Sorry. Uh, this is the What About Bob movie. I'm Richard Dreyfus, and I'm convulsing because somewhere Carl Cheppers will drive into town and ref this game. And let's just say I'm dealing with it, okay? Mm-hmm. You and me both, my friend. I hate the fact <laughs> that this guy is going to be there on Super Bowl Sunday. There's no foul in the play for a block in the back. Timeout. What happened there? Do we know? He cried. Was it? I know, but somebody put an onion in his satchel, or what would we... What did we do there? I don't anyway. Well, it was all so, about the crowd it, getting to him, you know. Well, here's the thing. I mean, th- this is going to be an epic Super Bowl. These are two great teams, and there's so many storylines. I just don't want this to have this beautiful wedding reception, and then somebody comes in and pours motor oil on the wedding cake. Right. Right. Somebody hits the panada before the party starts, and yeah. I just yeah. hope it's not Carl. Carl. All right, my friend. Enjoy Carl. the uh, enjoy the weekend and contain yourself. We'll talk to you again next week. Thank you, boys. And if the only thing they could do it better to soothe the pain of Carl Chapters working this game, but hear the alma mater. That's the alma mater of every song, every school in the land. <laughs> it did need just change the lyrics, pass it on to another school. Mitchotis mm-hmm. joining us, brought to you by Comfort Systems Heating and Cooling, family owned and operated, mycomfortsystems.com. Somebody checked in on the text line. They go, that's my high school alma mater, and I live in Georgia. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, it's the alma mater for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.